0: It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, 4 o'clock hour. We got one more hour on the way, 59 minutes until uh, we hand it off to Monday Night Football. Kickoff shortly after 5 o'clock, right here on ESPN Las Vegas. We are also with Cofield and Company on ESPN Reno. If you want to chime in on the show, we got the Finley Kia text line, 69187, code word ESPN, 69187. Adam Hill is back with us for uh, today's show. Much to get to. Maybe some hard truths on the Raiders, so let's get to it. Big Four time. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at Four. Four. Man, Portland. The Blazers, very interesting in what they're doing around this whole Dame Lillard thing. So they finally make a decision. They had been talking to the Bucks apparently going a ways back. Uh, maybe some Heat fans thought this was out of nowhere. Jimmy Butler thought it was out of nowhere. He wanted the Bucks investigated for tampering, which I don't understand. It's the off-season. People are trying to make trades. <laughs> So there was some emotion there. Dan Lebitard who's very connected to the Heat organization, months ago called out Woj and said he was bought and paid for. And Dan's trying to do this behind the guise of being neutral and a journalist who covers the Heat. Like, they're your team. Uh, we played an audio from Ryan Rossillo who called him out and was like, really, Woj? You're going to call bought and paid for? Who almost gets nothing wrong? Stop. So I saw, and this was before... The Celtics got Drew Holiday because now what the Bucs have done is they got rid of an asset, they got a bunch back, and then they're going to spin off those assets for even more assets, right? Because they're a rebuilding team. But yeah, Levitard on Sunday before the holiday trade tweeted out, you have to admit Portland not wanting to deal with Miami at all is one kind of funny but actively hell-bent on trading specifically to make Miami's chief opponents in the East is wonderfully petty. This is why the Blazers aren't getting the best deal. They're just trying to stick it to the Heat by trading players to the Bucs and the Celtics. Does anyone actually believe this? I hope not. This is embarrassing. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Silly. Yeah, so Drew Holiday goes from the Blazers after he came from the Bucks over to the Celtics, and now they're probably going to take Malcolm Brogdon and spin him off, and I guess if it's another competitor, I guess it's the who, who? The Sixers? Now, who else do you want to talk about in the East? It's someone else that can screw over the Heat. I guess the Levitard show is going to get all mad. But I think Portland's done a really good job with this. I do wonder... If the Bucks would have ever pulled the trigger. Well, why'd they pull the trigger? Well, I'm saying if if you knew Holiday was going to go to the Celtics. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I have no idea if they ran it by Giannis, but Giannis did say about two weeks ago, basically, Let, let's go or I'm done. Like, we need to make some moves. And if that means losing Holiday to get, a, you know, a star score... Like Dame Lillard, I'm sure he's okay. Right, right?
1: I just, I just thought the the second part of it of like, right. hey, yeah, go ahead and trade Holiday, but Holiday is like the missing piece of the Celtics needed. But they, well, we we'll the lose a Marcus Smart. They need somebody to to play
0: defense. Right. And but the like, Bucks, Bucks here. had to know that the Sixers or the uh, Celtics were going to make a strong run. I mean, the, the, you can't you can't talk to Portland and go, hey, we're going to make the trade, but don't trade him in the East. right. Don't <laughs> but, trade Holiday back in the East. But it, I mean, you maybe they foresaw
1: the potential, but I I don't know if you would have said, hey, look. If we make this trade, is going to the Celtics, they might have thought twice. So are you suggesting they made a
0: shaky move, a risky move, just to keep Giannis uh, happy?
1: Potentially. Okay.
0: Or just didn't think about the next the next piece. Yeah. What a series that will be when Lillard has a big regular season and yeah. is already amped up and has maybe you know, a playoff series that's really good, and all of a Ho- sudden Holliday they face the Celtics. Down. Yep, and Holiday's the guy across the way.
1: Let's go. No, Lillard's not playing defense. We know that. No. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think you, they were probably thinking, okay, Portland, yeah, they, they're going to pair they're going to pair Holiday with uh, with Scoot and kind of mentor him a little bit, be there be there
0: in the backcourt with him, and oops, didn't see that coming.
2: Number three.
0: Well, you covered the Chargers with Raiders, and uh, well, first of all, what was SoFi like? Was it? I, love I forget who was on No, not the stadium I I forgot who was calling the game Was it Harlan? Whoever was calling the game When it got loud for the Raiders He was like I thought it was 50-50 or 64 no. hey, 70-30 yeah, for was. the Raiders A lot of Raiders fans On the Chargers side I can tell you from watching With a Chargers fan That game had such a weird vibe They won the game But I think A lot of the Charger fans Walked out of the game And they're like We lost Staley yeah, did it again And his team saved him So cool. where I, lo- I love your takes on this so where are you on this decision to go for it on fourth with then you couple with the decision on the play? Well, I actually in. I might have thought about
1: putting an Easton stick to take to run that play. Um because one of the things, look, it, you you go for it. I mean, if you It's funny because I don't think Do You have I've the probability in front of you, the probability. Well, I had the the one from last week was 88 to 82. Chance to win if you go for Which it. I, it was right around the same. Okay, there was a little bit different in that the Raiders had timeouts. I think they had two timeouts left, so it'd be a little bit different. But it's probably about six or seven percentage points better by going for it. Um, and it, like I, I say this, like it's a no-brainer decision. There's really not a lot of controversy to it. It's a very easy decision to go. But for. But it's so
0: non-traditional. It's not that when people go for fourth, uh, fourth and short. In their own territory, even if it's near midfield, people lose their minds. And, and it's results. It's results based of in course. the end. If they don't get it, of then it's flip-out time.
1: Because guess what? Uh, Staley did the right thing by throwing deep on third down, uh, you know, on, on the next the next drive. You know, I heard, like, nobody cr- criticizing it. Like, he made the right analytical – like, yes, go deep. They're not going to be playing deep. They're going to be yeah, – everybody at the line of scrimmage, yeah. throw the ball deep, beat them.
0: Best uh, deep ball thrower in the game And. Right.
1: Against, Better than uh, moms? Uh, uh, yeah, guaranteed single coverage, yeah. Like, and, yes. and Josh Palmer right in his
0: hands, he yeah. Made a good that's guess, what you do. Even now, though he's being tugged on a little bit.
1: Now the 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 slight difference. I mean, the difference is seven and four because it's an easier decision when you're up seven than it is. I mean, it, it's silly to think that anybody is disagreeing with the fact that Herbert went for it. But the play call questionable, Again, especially yes. in the sense that Justin Herbert had a what appeared to be a broken finger.
0: He had a and, splint. He had a splint on his left middle finger that was then gloved, and you could see. And you're not you're not doing this over the line at six six. You're not reaching the ball out so that someone can hammer your hand. And right, you can't mother.
1: really reach the ball out because it's not like a, a goal line. He early in the game he did that at the goal line, just stretched it out and scored. But you can't do that because you can fumble now. Like it's not you just reach it over and it's it's set. So you can't do that. Um, I understand everybody's trying to do the um, you know what it's you know what the play is called now, right? It's not the tush push anymore. What is it? It's fantastic, brotherly shove. Okay, because it came from Philadelphia. I mean, it, it's fantastic. I, I, well, I
0: forget who I asked last week about. Oh no, it was Miles, Miles Simmons. I was like, why isn't everyone doing this? And he was like, because they're not Philly. They don't yeah, have they don't, the line. And they don't then, then you've hurts and Kelsey. And then you freaking saw it. Well, it's with, so, with so the Chargers, was, like they they didn't get any freaking push on the brother. What is it, brother? What? Brotherly shove. Bro- brotherly shove. It's also
1: okay. like because every snap that Herbert took, you could see him wincing. Which delays a little bit you going forward for the quarterback sneak, and then he was going to take snaps between plays, whenever there was a break in the action, and you could see it was brutal watching from even from the press box watching him take a snap and then cut, like you're like that just looks so painful, and then you're going to try to run that that play, and that situation was wild, but yes, going forward is the right decision for many reasons. One, if you get it, the game is basically over. Two, if they do score, you want them scoring quick. And that's the part that nobody seems to understand. Like, if they do score against you, you want them to score as quickly as possible. So if you punt it and they take the whole time and then score at the end, now you're in a, at a bad spot. If they score right away, now you can go back down and kick a field goal and win the game. Like, that is part of the equation, too. It's a no-brainer decision to go for it. The play call can absolutely be debated and called into question, No, no doubt about that. But you have to go for it.
0: Number two. Number two. A lot more we can get to, but we'll hold it for a yes. little later. Man, when you said it, he's a talented guy, and that's why he was a first-round pick, but Jerry Tillery, what are you doing in this era of the NFL when a, guy, when a quarterback is two steps out of bounds and you're like, all right, blamo Can't do it. it and then up. you see Max Crosby run by him on the plane. He's like, come on, throws his hands up. I'm like on. even he saw it, like that they were way out of bounds. Like, dude.
1: I'm not sure how it looked on TV, but we could see him like from – he was in the middle of the field, and he starts sprinting. And I'm like, is he going to – is he – he's going to go all – You know what? I didn't see that. We're, I, we're, like, we're sitting yeah. in the press box like, no way. No – oh, my – like, what is he doing? Well, that adds to it. I didn't know he ran like 30 yards. Like, all the way yards. Over. Yeah. Um, And you saw Max Crosby right away. Now, that's the second straight game at SoFi that Jerry Tillery has made an unbelievably stupid decision. Last time it was knocking the ball to Baker Mayfield's hand for whatever reason when the game was over and giving them a new life, which they ended up using to beat them uh, against the Rams last year, um, it's an issue. And apparently there is plenty of bla- bad blood between Tillery and his former team, and you saw that right away. I mean, the Chargers looked like they were ready to, to murder him on the sideline. Um, it, it looked like Tillery maybe was trying to take out some of that anger and frustration on Justin Herbert, which you just can't do. You can't do that. Give him a first down, give him a touchdown after that. Like you can't make that play, and so I, you know, you heard right away after the game the Chargers players were, you know, if you if you watch, you know, I Khalil Mack talked for about ten minutes and was just very, you know, you know, very demure and you know to all my teammates, I'm just helping out. He's part of the team. It's a good word by the way, demure, never used for men. And then he and then he busted out with it was like. You know, I was just trying to do my job. Everybody else did their job. That's, you know, going along and along. And then they said, what about Tillery? He said, that was – like, he just <laughs> – like, okay. Yeah, all right. Like, all right. That's, that got him going. That's- like, they were they were furious
0: and rightfully so. That was a ridiculous play. Unbecoming of Jerry Tillery. Number one. The offense didn't work much yesterday. <laughs> Josh Jacobs did. Adams got his short passes completed. But, man, it was, it was tough. And uh, while I think AOC can play in the NFL, I don't know if he's a long term starter. Very slow in terms of recognizing what's going on around him. In six sacks for one guy. And some of them were so freaking easy. Uh, some of them, Mac even said he'll hear the bite in a little bit, but he's like, I had, I had a lot of time to get to him.
1: Yeah. Well, he's, he's like, you, just, you can see him thinking.
0: Yep. And then, and then the ball security, not good. One of 11. One of 11. On third down. One of the worst percentages for the Raiders in a game in the last ten years. I am trying to look at weren't they were they three for three on fourth though?
1: I think they might have been. I'm looking I'm looking that up right now. But I mean, yes, it was it was
0: it was not good. Uh three for three on fourth. So good job. That's all they had to do is get to fourth down, they'd be alright. So the O line struggled at times with pass pro and I, I understand, you know, AOC can be blamed for some of that. I mean, for a lot of Raiders fans right now, they're looking at Josh McDaniels and they're like, I thought we were getting, like, the next offensive genius. He was so good with the Patriots. And then we, we tie together what we talked about last hour with Belichick and his inability to draft offensive talent. I mean, is Tom Brady sitting at home watching these games and he's, like, putting his hand up? Like, yep, that was all me. That was all me. Did the, the, the Raiders get fooled by Tom Brady being so awesome? That Josh McDaniels' reputation skyrocketed, and MD bought into it. I mean, Potentially, sure. I mean, we have we boy, haven't seen. Boy, look who just got really. Dinner. We have I understand seen, why,
1: buddy. yeah, we haven't seen the same the same level of success for either Belichick or McDaniels without Brady, which is also to be expected. I mean, that's one of the one of the best players that's ever been in the game. So you're gonna take it. You're gonna have a drop off, and look, he's had. I know they're they're deciding they're making the decisions, but he's had Derek Carr and Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo for a couple games. Like those are not superstar quarterbacks.
0: But like you just said, they decided to give Carr one more year. They decided to bring in Garoppolo as a bridge to something. Yeah, they decided to draft O'Connell. They did, they, and again, going back to Carr, they didn't get they're not. Oh, we got stuck with Derek Carr. No, they weren't. They weren't stuck at all. There were other options. They signed him to a one-year deal, essentially. You know, an extension that was really a one-year deal. That was their decision. It's also, not forget, they brought in, They not only drafted O'Connell, but brought in Hoyer. And they had Jared Stidham last year. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Give them a call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Offices in Reno and Vegas and Henderson. 766-1400. Dial 775 in the north. Field and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Boy, it got real uneasy in the studio there, didn't it? We start talking about the job future of Josh McDaniels and if MD got duped on... Uh, I don't know if it was promised that they'd have a high-powered offense, but right now the Raiders do not have a high-powered offense, and especially with AOC, uh, I guess you could also question why they take a quarterback in the fourth round. Lots of questions with the Raiders. Lots of questions with the Broncos. It's crazy stuff. Dan Jacobs, Judge Dan, the fan in Denver is up with us. Dan, how are
2: you? I'm well. How are you guys?
0: You don't sound that well. Are you excited?
2: I'm very excited. Okay. Uh, what a thrilling come-from-behind victory.
0: Um, I want to get to that. Yeah, well, You didn't sound excited again. I, I, listen, 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 okay? We need energy on the show. I'm going to turn to someone to give us some energy here. We played a little bit earlier on the show because he's a Jets fan and he was yelling at me in spirit, don't give up even after the uh, Jets lose to the Chiefs. Fire it up here. Do not
2: tell me today that the season is over. Get up. Stop walking around work like a loser. Get your act together. We're playing until January. There is no way that I'm tapping out
0: Now. Okay. Was that Brandon Tierney from WFAN two weeks ago on the air or back to 1999 at Sports Fan Radio Network?
2: Uh, well, there was a lot of bottles flying in the uh, Mandalay Bay studios yep. when Cofield and Tierney, BT, used to work together. I remember who, uh, that.
0: Remind me again, because I, I forgot this happened, because maybe this has happened so many times. Who threw a bottle at who?
2: Well, it was actually funny because you were quite mockingly um, – I, and I was just a young lad, like new in the business. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I got these two, uh, you know, acerbic Jets fans working together. So it's Brandon Tyranny and um, Steve Cofield. And you're in this, you know, that studio over at Mandalay Bay. And Tyranny basically is kind of doing that. Yeah. Um, only not that bad yet. And you guys were fighting over something. And he little, legitimately gets pissed at you. Like, uh, remember JVT, uh, you know, you guys replayed the clip, like when JVT lost it uh, a year or two, uh, whatever that clip was. Yeah. Like, Tyranny is legitimately mad because he thinks you've done him dirty on the air. And so he flings, like, one of those little, remember they used to do those little glass bottles in the sports book? Sure. You know, the little green ones? Glass bottles. He flips it across the studio, he throws it across the studio, and then you just mockingly, like, went... I can do that too. And you mockingly flew it across (laughs) the, flung one across the room, and I was just like, "Wow, this is this is not going to be good."
0: We're we're a very angry lot. That was uh, now twenty years ago. Adam saw a lot of that. Sure, you you saw a lot. Actually, you saw one time over pasta. I don't think we have to go into the details on that. But uh, someone wasn't making the pasta quick enough in a house that we all lived in, and so uh, BT screamed, "You know, where's the where's the pasta?" I've also played blackjack with him that's we've told that story before as well yes a a blackjack table got lifted off the ground
2: the beautiful part of that was you know i'm coming in from colorado kind of knew the world and and you guys are just beating me down like yeah, what are you? Uh, you know, I'm like, uh, oh, I like the Dolphins. Oh yeah, It's just completely dismiss anything like you're a you moron. If you're anything other than a Jets fan, was a complete moron and to be dismissed immediately. Like any thoughts on life other than being a Jets fan, you're a complete moron. Get out of here, dismissed.
0: Yeah, look who look, look who's won that whole battle. Now we're both yeah, exactly. miserable and screaming, and he's having a heart attack and hyperventilating on the air. And I've just I've just given. Up. I actually need that speech after every Jet game. Like, get up,
2: stop walking around work moping. I need it. Yeah, I was like, is that again? Did you do it again after last night? No, or no, like, no, we just know, is he we,
0: do it every week now. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing because he's like, I got Zach's back. I'm like, I don't, okay? I'm not going to go to my grave having a heart attack over this kid, okay? Enough. All right, I want to get to the Broncos here in a second, but you tell me we squeeze in Dion talk in Colorado like almost every show. I don't even know what's happening and why I'm doing it. I know why I'm doing it. Because he's a talk of football. All right. They've now lost two games. So, give me the scene because you were at the game, right?
2: I was at the game. Yes. And last time I was on, by the way, I listened after I was off. Uh, I hadn't disconnected yet, and you were making fun of me, mocking me, of course, about ah, this moron. He thinks they can win seven games. Huh? These idiots piling on. They win one or two games, and they they think they can win. Uh, what do you think now, Cofield and Hill? You think they can wow. win seven games?
0: This is well, Demond and I have the bet at seven. This week is going to be really nerve-wracking. I really need Arizona State to win to stay under seven. No, he's he's done a good job. I mean, I think there's some flaws with USC, whether it was they just took their foot off the gas pedal or their D really can't last 60 minutes. I'm not sure. But what? So give me the vibe in the stadium because th- there's always these weird spots where it's like a respect spot where you're getting your ass kicked, but then you come in the back door, you're respectable, the score looks closer, and it's almost like a win I'm sorry, it's almost like a loss where you give up almost 50 points, turns into a win.
2: That's not the way it was in the stands, okay. um, because I'm not like you media types. I'm actually a season ticket holder. I go sit in the stands amongst yes. the people, right? And so it's it, it, there was this weird phenomenon, because we're like, well, we have to listen to the post-game press conference, because in this, I mean, it was a great game. We're all excited to be there. And the students left after, you know, because, you know, poor guys are dedicated. They're students, they're... They're working really hard. I mean, I'm sure they had to start drinking at like 6 (laughs) a.m., you know, 5, 6 a.m. for that early tip. You know, it was a 10 a.m. kickoff. You know, so they had to do their work early. Like, I'm sure they were doing Jaeger shots uh, no later than 6.30 a.m. And so they were exhausted by – it was a close to a four-hour game. So by the time the third quarter rolled around, and, you know, there were a lot of incompletions in that game, not a lot of – you know, so they were tired. And so they left in the third quarter – you know, most of the adults stuck around. So we were there and CU starts coming back, coming back. And then, but in the stands, we were kind of despondent because we're like, it was like watching Randy Shannon at Miami all over again. You know, they go on this like almost five minute drive, you know, scoring drive, you know, they have no timeouts left and the coaching was just terrible. And we're like, dude, are you guys not aware of the game situation? Like you're going to score and you're going to have no chance to win the game because there's going to be no time left. They're just going to take a knee. And so in the stands, like we were actually, you know, there was booing going on and they're like, dude, there was no situational awareness. Now the media, apparently after the game, there was a 19 minute press conference and they're all scared to death of coach Sanders, coach prime, and not one question about, the, the terrible coaching strategy like there were hand, there were four handoffs up the middle on the game you know the, the this drive when there you know there was no two minute offense there was no nothing so the the the, the strategy was really poor so the fans in the stands we were upset about it and then the, he got zero questions about it after the game and they just projected like a win like like the team and the coaching staff were like we won that game might as well won the game it was a win
0: a Little weird, but to be expected in some ways, and that's why I asked you what the reaction was in the stadium. Adam, so for the for
2: for the purposes yeah. of your bet, how are you guys treating that? Like I, I think it should be a win because no. the team <laughs> is no. treating it no. as a win. No. Hey, no. I like this guy. No. Yeah.
0: No. no. None none yeah. of this it Denver sportsbook tomfoolery. No, no. Yeah. Did anybody ask it why it's seven. Anybody ask why he
1: kicked an extra point to cut it to seven?
2: Yeah. We're, it, it, we were all just up in arms. We're like, dude, because we we're excited. We're like, dude, there's a legitimate shot at taking down the Trojans. There, there was a legitimate meltdown.
1: There, there wasn't. If if they would have, if they actually would have scored earlier, the USC would have gone and tried to score. Like it was not as close as we're making it out to be.
2: Do you think they were trying to score? I like, do the not goal, think the they were. Half? No,
1: I do not think they were trying to score late, and I don't know why. But no. Okay,
2: you, don't you give think up. They, you think they missed the field goal on purpose? You, no no, i don't i
1: think they were i think they were playing they were playing again like we talked about the chargers they were playing like they were up by a hundred like they thought they had no chance of losing the game it was kind of silly but i think if they would have felt pressure to go score i think they would have just gone and scored
2: okay all right it's just that it's just that easy right damn yes (laughs) were you watching the first three quarters yes it was Uh, yeah and they didn't do that in the fourth quarter exactly they why didn't Why didn't Patrick Mahomes just score four touchdowns in the second half last he night? He was hurt. I don't know. Just, he was hurt. Sometimes you can't.
0: As we talked about Judge Dan. What was the mood this morning? A great comeback victory should be an inspiring Monday morning, Monday afternoon in Denver. What's the vibe?
2: Uh, well, we actually had an interesting situation because Jerry Judy, Broncos wide receiver. Got into it with Philip Lindsay on Twitter, new, new fan, All right, drive host. All right. <laughs> uh, Worth uh, every penny you're paying him at the station. Good for Phil. Well, <laughs> except for he got on and apologized. Oh, oh come
1: no. on. Oh, no. Yeah.
2: Like, and, and you know, it, it, I, I don't know if you guys do the same thing. Of course, you know, audience, radio audiences turn over. So he did the mea culpa, like, to open the show, and then he did it again a couple hours later. I was a little disappointed, but he's learning. He's learning the radio game. So he apologized to Jerry Judy, which I think Jerry Judy's just, you know, very immature. Like, because um, Jerry Judy went and sought out this tweet. Like, it wasn't like Philip Lindsay mentioned him by name. He just called out the position group. You know, he said, where are wide receivers? They're getting paid all this money and they're a no-show <laughs> in the first half. Uh, so that was kind of the hubbub. A lot of angst in Denver. It, it's not like CU. CU, you, you lose close and it's a win. Denver, you come back, you storm back, and you beat a, a, you know, kind of a hapless Bears team, and it feels like a loss.
1: Is, is, in retrospect, the the loss to the Raiders, does that look embarrassing for Broncos fans?
2: It's all embarrassing. is it, it, <laughs> it, Dude, that's distant memory when you lose by 50 to the Dolphins, you know, you give up 70, and they're taking me, you know, they're, they're, trying on purpose not to score not to embarrass Sean Payton like when they should be setting the scoring record and they're like ah we can't do that to Sean Payton i guess you better not score on purpose to not embarrass the broncos like the raiders game is like distant memory man like we don't even remember that
1: i know they're you know it's 1 and 3 the defense is atrocious and so it's kind of looked at as as a, a you know a bad season so far from that perspective but if you look at the offensive efficiency numbers they're actually pretty good they're up significantly from last year like, is there any discussion? Like, hey, the offense is actually working. Well, there's two camps.
0: Hey, Dan, uh, real real quick, make it quick. We got like 20 seconds yeah, left. Sorry about that.
2: Yeah, there's two camps. There's the camp that says Russell's doing fine, and there's the other camp that says, are you guys on crack? <laughs> he's, he's not as bad as he was, but he's certainly not the answer.
0: Dan, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, guys. There he is. Judge Dan, at... Oh, I'll get his Twitter account. Correct. I don't want to misstate it. <laughs> I'm thinking of his email. I don't want to give it his email. Snuck up on us. Yeah. But, you know, time flies on the show. Time flies. Uh, More reaction from Denver. Wow. Lindsey having a fight with players. Great.
2: six sacks in an NFL game. You're just the fifth player in history to do that. What were you seeing out there today that you were able to exploit?
3: The coverage, man. The guys did a great job. Um, We had a lot of time to get back there. And the four four held it, unlike the other four that used to be there. But uh, he, he held it a little bit for us today, and we were able to get there a little bit.
0: ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Yeah, that was the voice of Khalil Mack after a sick game with six sacks. All-time record of seven. And he had the six sacks kind of early. But, yeah, he made reference to a couple of number fours there. Derek Carr, he's gone. AOC took number four, and uh, he just looked a little bit slow yesterday. I don't mean fleet of foot speed or lack of foot speed. I mean – Processing the game. Yeah, game is moving very fast. So we just had uh, Dan Jacobs on Judge Dan, who actually is a judge, attorney, and he's a host on the Fan in Denver, one of their sports radio stations. And you can follow his stuff up on Twitter at Dan T Jacobs Law. Go to his account because he's also he's an incredibly generous dude when it comes to uh, charity and and feeding folks. So yesterday he was doing a whole barbecue setup. Um, if you've never seen this smoker before, we've mentioned it. It is crazy. It's like six racks on a rotator. So for these charitable things that he basically does every week, um, he can he's got brisket and ribs. It's in, incredible, but he's a very Real generous guy. Do gooder. Well, I hadn't heard that story, and I'm sure maybe it'll blow up a little bit more uh, nationally today and tomorrow. I hadn't seen the story that Jerry Judy decided to go to social media and get mad at Philip Lindsay, a former Bronco who just got hired by the fan to be their afternoon drive guy. Also a Colorado guy, so I think that's why – that's a weird station. Uh, they got rid of a bunch of Broncos, you know, former Broncos. And Lindsey is a former Bronco, but yeah. they, I think they were like, hey, we got to bring in someone from Colorado. Dion's blowing it's up. It's prime. Jerry Judy got mad at him and then kind of took a shot at him because Lindsey was saying, hey, where are the receivers today? Making a lot of money, no show. Which, hey, you know what? You tweet something out. Someone wants to come back at you, I guess. But to me, that's the classic punching down. And then he said – you know, Judy says something like, hey, glad you got to watch from your crib retired, (laughs) only 29, I'm still playing, you're not. And then I haven't found that he got into a beef with Rod Smith, one of the all-time great players for the Broncos, so who knows what was going on there. Um, This, I think Hackett is not, Nate Hackett is not qualified to be a head coach. Um, I think a lot of the gloss is gone on Sean Payton. Like this does not look like a cohesive unit. They get a lot of personality issues, and I think his personality is an issue. But when you're re- after a win, when your receivers go on to social media and seeking out stuff to critique, dude, stop. Do you think Philip
1: Lindsay came back and said, "I'm retired"? And we have the same amount of touchdowns. Hmm.
0: <laughs> he shut up. Judy's been less than durable, and there's some immaturity there, and obviously he's had issues with drops in the past.
1: Yeah. Um- I mean like I just I asked Dan the question at the end but the the Broncos efficiency numbers are all up offensively like they their offense is significantly better than it was last year. So
0: you'd year. argue Peyton's actually doing a good job on offense.
1: On offense. Like they
0: they're, they're okay. They're not great.
1: They're okay. Last year they were abysmal and now they're okay. Like that is an improvement not where I think a lot of people expected Sean Payton to be at this point. Um I think many people expected they'd be a playoff team and you know contender. Uh they're not. Their defense is horrific. And the whole thing was, hey, this is a great defense. You can't waste it.
0: Well, it's not a great defense anymore. Panthers defense looks pretty good. And they brought back Vance Joseph. Yeah. Which was kind of a weird move. A little bit weird. And they turned down Rex Ryan, who I'm sure would have been killing it right now. Would he? Do you think Rex has the stones since he was being considered for the job? And could be again. Do you think he has the stones to go on this flamethrow Vance Joseph? Because that in turn would be flamethrowing the Broncos organization for hiring him back. Almost like a, hey, told you, I could have run the defense. We like, guess. is that literally his own? Do you think that's his only job opportunity? So he has to kind of be quiet and kiss their ass. No, I think, well, first of all, he has a job and he
1: <laughs> makes a lot of money doing it. What's uh, What great. I'm
0: asking you is, you know him as well as anyone from sure. Buffalo Connects. Sure. Like, what's his rep now? Uh, I mean, I think he's he's gotten a little silly. It's probably what the the man's always worried. He's like, is Cofield going to start firing shots at Rex Ryan for no reason? I just don't
3: think he deserves it. But I mean, Steve, he gave you some of the best years of the decade, of the century. You know, show a little bit more gratitude. Well, the
1: it's a small world in the NFL, and there's a there's a an opinion that he didn't work very hard when he was the coach in Buffalo.
3: Who do he have? Or who was this quarterback? Tyrod Taylor,
0: for a time.
3: I've, I've got nothing. I, I can't I don't, speak to his work I don't.
0: Laziness seals the deal for me. I can't get past it. And that was that was the rep
1: that he was enjoying himself more than he was working hard, and staring at feet, of course. It takes a lot of time. Man. If you're I, can't, really into I can't defend it. If I you're really into it. If you're searching for the perfect feet online, it takes many of the hours of your day.
0: It's Cofield and Company live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go. Let's get ready for Monday Night Football. Bring in Matt Jacob. Matt, how are you, buddy?
3: Good guys, how you doing?
0: Good. I'm gonna break my computer in a second. My email's not working, so. But there's a story behind that. You know it. Um, let's get into Monday Night Football. You ever see those? You ever see those memes? I saw someone uh, used a punch the lap uh, laptop uh, meme on uh, Twitter. So I'm ready to do that. Anyway, <laughs> I've done that. Yeah, it's uh, it's the worst. Uh, Seahawks and Giants tonight. I don't know. I have a weird feeling the Giants are going to be competitive. Am I nuts?
3: Well, you certainly nuts compared to the betting market, considering how those lines flip the way it has. I, I actually liked the. Uh, the Seahawks, when they were an underdog, I know the line hasn't moved that much, hasn't crossed a huge key number, um, but I don't know if I want to touch it now. Uh, I should have gotten on it earlier. Um, I didn't think Barkley would play. Obviously, the Giants are, are 0-3 against the spread this year. Um, Seahawks have the travel, so that's a tough spot. But I tell you what, man, the Seahawks are the kings of Monday Night Football. I mean, they have the best winning percentage of Monday Night Football history um, in terms of uh, just overall winning percentage. They've been killing, I think, they're 15-2 and um, under Pete Carroll. So it's been uh, been quite successful for Seattle. like the way they played um, you know, last week, uh, and obviously the Giants have a little extra rest, so I think that helps them a little bit. I just don't know what to make of Daniel Jones right now. I mean, he just has not looked that good, and this is the team that was 13-4 and against the spread last season. We see it, we talk about it all the time, so that the trends don't last forever, just like that Vikings one-score game trend has flipped. And uh, obviously the, the Giants are still the uh, the only team that's 0-3 ATS, a few teams are 0-3-1.
0: So before we look ahead a little more at next week's games, let's go back to this past week. Um, First of all, what do you think of all the chatter? We have a lot of new sports bettors out there. People Mm -hmm. mad at Patrick Mahomes for sliding instead of going in and just scoring the touchdown at the end of the game against the Jets.
3: Look, uh, I got destroyed on Saturday in college football, and I had one of the best NFL days I've ever had yesterday, and it would have been better had Mahomes not did that. But I immediately sent out a tweet, it sucks to be on the wrong side of that, but he absolutely did the right thing. I know people are saying they're going to win the game anyway. Yeah, they almost certainly were going to win the game anyway, but there's also the slim possibility that they wouldn't, and so why even bother? It's just a smart, headsy play, and it sucks to be on a Chiefs ticket, but you know what? And no business covering anyway after they blew that 17-0 lead, so there's really nothing to complain about.
1: Yeah, to that point, I think it was 99.9998 uh, with if if they would have scored, and ninety nine point nine 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 uh right. by by taking a knee so see not that much different yeah. but it did it did help and you can make the argument of course that it saves the potential for injury and those sorts of things too so it was definitely yeah. definitely it was, definitely a,
3: right it was a heavy play and you knew he was as soon as they didn't get the first as soon as it wasn't first and goal i saw exactly what was going to say if he gets to, if anybody gets near the end zone they're going down uh, and certainly you knew mahomes being a smart player that he would
0: what did you kill it on on saturday in college
3: no i didn't kill it i got crushed. oh you got killed <laughs> uh, yeah it's a good time. you got killed yeah, did, did you, so what what got you I, I was on I like Duke uh, I think I told you guys last week. I really like Georgia. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Bulldogs right now, but I tell you what I like Kentucky plus the points this week. I want no part of Georgia right now. they're just they're, we knew going into the season that Georgia was going to be inflated based on two national championships and then plus what they did to TCU that the odds makers were going to be making you pay a tax on Georgia but it, it's been a steep tax I mean they haven't been close to covering really and they've just been a, they've been terrible in the first quarter. They can't score points coming out of the gate. So I don't know what's going on with them. So they killed me. I I know we talked with JBT last week. I ended up getting on USC at twenty one and uh that looked good and then it didn't. So those were among the uh the bad calls. I hit San, I hit Air Force over San Diego State because my Aztecs are a complete train wreck right now and they knew they couldn't stop the run. So that was one of the winners.
1: You uh you skipped over one you skipped over the first one that you mentioned there. I I rarely bet college football and I loved Duke plus six this week, and that is why I yeah. don't bet college football. Uh, unbelievable for those that didn't see it, because it's, it, they should have gotten scoring position anyway, but then Notre Dame tries to set up for the game-winning field goal to win the game and not cover, and then a guy breaks five tackles and walks into the end zone, and then they get the two-point conversion, which obviously is the right move, but oh, they had to get the two-point conversion me. also.
3: I didn't. I didn't get a chance to follow that game. You're killing me. I had no idea it was a bad beat. Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh dude, they went.
1: They they went 97 yards, I think, for the touchdown in you know, two and a half minutes to to get it. Oh boy. And they had to yeah break that tackle. They had picked up a fourth and 20 on a scramble by Hartman. It was a horrific, horrific beat. Uh, no Story question about life. it.
3: Uh, I, I was actually, you know, it's funny. to are talking about Saturday real quick. I was on Penn. I was gonna be on Penn State, uh, and I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm not gonna play the game. <laughs> So half the time I send out a tweet going. Sometimes, as we always say, the best bets you make are the ones you don't, right? And then sure enough, that blows up. I'm like, "You got to be kidding, Franklin! What the hell are you doing?"
0: Yeah, that's I uh, I'm, I mistakenly put in Northwestern twice <laughs> oh, no. at, at plus twenty six and plus 27, plus twenty seven,
3: forty one thirteen. Steve, <laughs> I was on the wrong side of. Remember that North, Northwestern Ohio State game? That always leads off bad beats. I was on the wrong side of that too. What is it with Northwestern? Just getting
1: <sighs> badly
3: beat and usually at home. It's yeah. Crazy
1: uh marquee matchup this week cowboys niners nfc supremacy on the line early thoughts on that one
3: i don't understand this point spread i i just don't get it the <laughs> nine the niners have absolutely owned the cowboys especially owned dak prescott except for that first game that he played in there um forget about the history though let's look at what what's going on right now with, the, with san francisco and, and anybody who knows me knows that i there's few teams in sports that i despise more than the 49ers maybe the giants um, so it just pains me to say this, they're a juggernaut, and, you know, 11 and one against the spread as a home favorite since the start of last year, Purdy doesn't lose as a starter when he finishes the game. Um, McCaffrey can't be stopped. So I don't understand why this point spread is so short. It, it just, it, it, smells trappy to me. Um, I don't get it. Obviously I'll take, uh, not that I'm a, the biggest fan of, uh, Shanahan, but I'll take him over, over McCarthy and, you know, in a fistfight on, on a Sunday. So. You know, I, I don't understand why this this line is as short as it is. is I, I, I like San Francisco, whether I'll get there, because again, I think it's a little bit, a little bit scary.
1: Yeah, and and the Cowboys have played the easiest schedule so far. They have the second most difficult schedule the rest of the season, and obviously that starts <laughs> uh, with that yeah, game. Yeah,
3: that easiest schedule includes a loss to the to the Cardinals, and they just look terrible. Yeah. So,
1: silly. Uh, another another prime time game is coming up for the Raiders. Uh, they are. Heavily featured this season. I don't know if that's going to continue as the season goes on. They might get flexed out. But this is, I mean, as close to a must win as you can get at this point in the season if, it, if the team wants to have any hope for the year. They finally return home. they their second home game. Uh, they play the Packers in prime time. This is a ton, a ton of storylines in this game. Devontae Adams against yeah. his former team. Rich Basaccia against his former team. Also, the brother kickers. Henders and daniel carlson going ahead head. there's a ton of storylines will there be some some fun action in this game
3: you know uh i i gotta figure how the grapple's gonna play because the line seemed to tip back a little bit towards the raiders i think it was at some spots it's two i uh, know it's two and a half most spots um I, i'm not putting points on the raiders right now i i actually did last night yesterday because i actually like i like that rookie quarterback um I, you know he didn't look you know, couldn't hold on to football yesterday. I think, I think the most promising aspect of the Raiders for the future, to be honest with you right now. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, that's, that doesn't say a lot, but um, I, I just, I'm not getting to the window with, with the Raiders. Like I like said, I bet them yesterday because the line got to six and a half and I thought it was a decent value there. And the chargers of the chargers, they tried to charger it away and the Raiders raided it away. It was just a classic, classic game where they you know the team that wanted it at least, you know, won it somehow. Um, I don't. I don't like to look back at you know too deep in, in the trends, but uh, especially these deep. But the Packers have won eight straight games against the Raiders historically. That's pretty interesting. Seven and one against the spread. Go back to nineteen ninety. Um, but you know what do you do with the Packers after last week? They just look terrible, uh, especially in the first half. But really, they were never in that game against Detroit. So it's a tough situation, tough game. I would probably lean under here. I don't see a lot of points being scored in this game, um, and I think even. Uh, you know, the, the Raiders defense held up okay after the first half and uh you know Green Bay's defense is gonna have something to prove after what they did uh, against Detroit last week and they have an easier go against a Raiders offense it's basically Devonte Adams and a little bit of Josh Jacobs that's it
0: Matt R Jacob up on Twitter all right a couple of college spots I think I like Texas do you do we know Oklahoma
3: no we don't know Oklahoma other than that they're just absolutely boat racing people there's another loss by the way I was I, I took the 20 and a half of Iowa State Last week, uh, I just, you know, and I, I felt, oh, well, there's the Oklahoma defense we've been waiting for. They finally showed up, you know, in the first half. And then they buckled down the second half against a really bad Iowa State offense, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, look, look what uh, Texas did in the first half. They were kind of grinding it out against Kansas before pulling away. Um, obviously, they've got the marquee win at Alabama, um, which, of course, is still Alabama, but not really Alabama. So, um you know, I, I think this is an interesting point spread at six and a half. I would probably lean Texas. If it crossed if it crossed seven, I'd, I'd look at Oklahoma. And I'd, I haven't had a chance to, I forgot to check the total in this game, but it's got to be sky high. And, and you know, these, these games are almost always, you know, for pardon the pun, shootouts. But, uh, you know, I, I think I would lean over more than anything. But I like Texas if it stays in that six, six and a half range.
0: All right. What do we do with Georgia?
3: Yeah, I kind of talked about it already. Yeah. I, I, not only is georgia not covering but uh kentucky is they've covered every game against an FBS opponent you know they put the wood to, to a, a mediocre at best florida team you know but still beating Florida is beating florida and, and they look good now we're not getting maybe the best of the number here uh i think it was 13 and a half is what i saw maybe 14 and a half and uh so it's 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 not quite what you would have gotten two weeks ago but i want no part of, of georgia right now and i actually think kentucky you know was going to give them a good game Uh, Georgia's not covered in all five of their games this season. So, you know, they went into last last week having not covered in five in a row since 2015. So, uh, you know, I just just don't want to touch uh, Georgia right now. And I I like the under. I think both teams' defenses are going to show up. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I know that uh, Auburn-Georgia game crept over the total last week, but I see this one as a low-scoring contest. All
0: right, Matt, tell people where they can find your stuff.
3: Yeah, find me up on Twitter at Matt R Jacob. Also, my stuff's at Oddspedia.com and betkentucky.com do a lot of preview writing and trend writing for those uh, outlets uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, awesome.
0: Sweet. Good spot. We appreciate it. Thank you, Matt.
3: Thanks, guys. Good one.
0: There he is. Matt Jacob. Yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, I did have the Chiefs minus 3.5 in game on the Mahomes slide, so that was awesome. Nice. I had a small plus number, which, you know, you bet 3.5 in game, you're risking it. And then, yeah, I wasn't watching the Northwestern game, uh, but when it was explained to me that Franklin did a fake kneel, throw to score a touchdown and then later in the day when I looked on my bet log and I'm like, "Oh, good, I put it in twice." <laughs> Perfect. So I lost Northwestern plus 27, 41-13 and then uh, the Mahomes deal, but am I I not. Mean, you know what? I can't I can't be angry at James Franklin because that's James Franklin. He's kind of yeah. scuzzy. Yeah. And got a handicap that <laughs> handicap the the scum, scumbaggery I mean, you know, I guess, in a way, you have to think about it that, hey, this guy has, in the past, run up the score or, you know, run fake field goals. He's a weirdo. The fake Neal bomb is great. The fake Neal bomb is not the, the great. Notre it's, Dame, it's absolutely awful the, in a game that you've gotten in hand in conference. And, and you've got a, an interim coach, this poor bastard, is having to you know get him through the rest of the year with all the stuff that happened with Fitzgerald. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Let me Let me rub it in a little bit. The Notre Dame cover was... Atrocious, too. Just so infuriating. Back to the NFL. What do you think of this initial get-out number with the Cowboys and the Niners?
1: I mean, I I feel like the Niners are going to kind of
0: roll in the game. Um, So doesn't it seem – isn't this one of those cases? I'm I'm not going to do like, the books know something. But obviously people are betting it to keep it at that number. So they're balancing the action.
1: There's always a lot of Cowboys – money and
0: people have been impressed by the Cowboys what they've done because they've played nobody but um yeah Sharp, so are you just mentioned people bet them is this making sure you balance out the public money from Cowboy Nation or it's Sharps are going to bet the Cowboys in um, this game I think it's the other way I think it's gonna be the Sharps will be on the Niners and the public will be on oh, the really the Sharps on Cowboys. favorite I think
1: I think so all
0: right money okay not too hot actually Uh-oh. oh no I hope I didn't scare people. A lot of intensity. A lot of intensity to close out the show. You just never know when it's going to come. Adam, appreciate it. Make sure if you have legal questions, you really need help, call our friends at Battleborne Injury Lawyers, 766-1400, 775 in the North. Monday Night Football is on the way right here on ESPN Las Vegas, so stick around.